And uh, just to let you guys know, I actually started this six days ago because I wanted to be able to lead us through it. And uh, I just wanted to start with this little story. So, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. I've been a Christian for like 30-something years. And uh, I've done a ton of these things. I've filled out many books and fill in the blanks, and I've done all these things. And so... Uh, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, and he said, we just went through 40 days of prayer, and he said it was really, it was really encouraging for me as, as the pastor, and so I said, well, I'll take a look at it, and so we decided to, to kick off, and so I, I got the book, and I, I went, I went through the fir- to the first day, and you guys probably already know this, but when I have my quiet time, I, I usually have a fire in the front yard and a fire pit, and uh, I got all that set up, and um, I, I write, I, I get to the first day, and uh, it, uh, it says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. You know, you, I don't know if you know that, that verse very well. I will remain, you remain in me and I in you. And I went through that and I, I, I wrote down my notes like you do. You just, you just fill out just a little, don't read it, okay? Like, how close is this to Facebook Live? I don't want you seeing all my stuff. Um, and so you fill it out, you know, what, what did you hear? What did you think? And then what is your prayer? It's 40 days of prayer. And so I said, well, Lord, you know, I pray, I pray for the church, Lord God. I pray that this, this would be a successful, that people would. I just felt the Lord going, hold up. We're not going to pray for the church. This is about us. You can pray for the church all afternoon. You can get to work. You can pray for the church. You can pray for your, this. Right now, at this time, through these 40 days of prayer, this is about you and I. He said you and me because he's grammatically correct. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, I I did not expect that. I I expected, I get through my 40 days and it's great. So so uh, all I'm saying is this. You don't know what your heavenly father is going to tell you until you start. And I'm telling you, it has been the most free. I mean, I love you guys. I still pray for you. But, uh, but that time, that morning time, is just between me and God. And so that's my, my prayer, prayer for you. And so as we kick off 40 days of prayer, you know, you might have been thinking to yourself, like 40 days, I don't even know how to pray. And I just wanted to start off with just some uh, things real quick. Is that you, you are wired to pray. You, humans are wired to pray pray you were created to pray you were created to interact with your heavenly father now uh different people pray to different things and all that but no other species prays plants don't pray animals don't pray fish don't pray uh insects don't pray uh like none of them do i always think they are praying like how can we get him you know um but what we're wired to pray, and so you'll see different religions. You'll go back thousands of years. They were praying. You are wired to pray. It's in your DNA. It's how you were created. And even if you're not, even if you're an atheist, I totally understand that. If you don't believe in the Bible, I totally understand that. But there's probably times when you get to a place where you're like, I wonder. I wonder if there's a God out there. That's your, that's wired into you. That's built into you. As a matter of fact, if you look at Amazon, if you just type in prayer on books, there's over 40,000 books on Amazon on prayer. 40,000. 
If you Google prayer, there's almost a billion pages on prayer on Google. That includes 47 million articles, news articles on prayer. Isn't that incredible? Like, it's just part of humanity that we, there's this yearning inside of us. Ecclesiastes says it this way. He has also set eternity in the human heart. There's something about this desire to connect with our Heavenly Father. He has set eternity in the human heart. Your human heart is not talking about the left ventricle and the right ventricle or whatever, atrium or all that stuff. Uh, it's, it's about this, this, this long for you to connect with your Heavenly Father. And maybe you don't know how to describe Him. And uh, if you're Buddhist, you, it's this expression. And if you're Muslim, it's this expression or whatever. But just, just I, I'm just telling you that it's part of who you are. However, uh, when I speak to people, uh, they're frustrated. They, they don't, they don't, when if, if I say to pray, it's like, I don't know how, I don't know what to say, and uh, I stumble over my words. Um, they're confused. Sometimes they'll pray really, like, sincere prayers, and nothing happens. And they're, they're confused, and you'll read a verse that says, you know, ask anything in my name, and it will be given to you. And it's like, well, I, I did. And, and, and so they get, they get confused. You might feel guilty. You might go before God, and it's been like a, a month and a half, two months. I have to go to the dentist on Monday. <laughs> Anytime you walk into a place and you start out with, I'm sorry, it's not good, right? And so, you know, you might feel guilty and like, look, listen, I, I, I was going to make it here a year ago, but I, uh, I got into a car accident and I've just been out of the hospital. Um, you might go to God and just be like, man, he doesn't want to talk to me. He probably saw the last six months. I don't know if I'm worthy. You might feel unqualified. Go and you're like, I don't even know what beseech means. I, like, it's like everybody else seems to know all these fancy words. I have no idea. Like, I've never said thou. I, I, don't, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to change my language when I talk to God. I'm just not qualified. I just, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, insert the blank, enough. And maybe you feel alone. You pray and you go, I pray, and it's like it just hits the ceiling and like comes right back down. Well, you're not alone, okay? You're not alone when it comes to prayer because prayer is this mystical thing where you take this human entity, us, and you're trying to talk to a spiritual being. And it's, it is weird at times. It, is, it doesn't make sense. It would be nice if he would just show up. Although every time he shows up, everyone's terrified. So I'm trying to have this balance of like, I'd like you to partially show up, not completely show up, but just enough that makes me feel comfortable, you know. And, uh, but you're not alone. The Apostle Paul, probably the greatest Christian ever, uh, here's what he writes to, to the church in Rome. He says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. This is Paul. I don't know what to pray for. Do I pray for me? Do I pray for you? Do I pray for world peace? Do I pray, you know, that the, that the uh, New England's going to win today? Lord Jesus, I just... I, matter of fact, let's just join in prayer now. 
God. Uh, right? We don't know what we ought to pray for. But watch this. So we have our, our, our physical entity and we have all this, these things in prayer and we don't know what to pray for and yet God bridges the gap. When you start out your 40 days of prayer and you go to that very first day in that morning and it's awkward and you're not used to it and you don't know what language you use and now hopefully I'm gonna help you through all that this morning. Whatever shortcomings you have, God is going to bridge that gap for you. I promise. You might not feel it at first, you might, but he's going to bridge that gap. His spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And I always, you know, I, I tend to read too much in the Bible, but I could just imagine me praying and the Holy Spirit going, ugh. You know, I don't know. It's probably not that, but, uh, but I just feel like, oh my gosh, dude, stop. Okay? The disciples are with Jesus through his whole, whole ministry. And you, you can just imagine being with Jesus through all this time. And, 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 and they come up to him and they ask him a question. They want, they, they want him to teach him. And you'd think they'd say, teach us how to do those miracles. Because that's cool. I would just love to walk around, pew, 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 like you know, healing people, like making food and stuff like that. Like, teach us how to do that. They don't, they don't say that. Teach us how to teach. Teach us how, man, you get up and you're so comfortable and everything just flows. Teach us how to do that. They don't, they don't say that. They ask him this. Lord, teach us to pray. And here's what I believe, because Jesus would often sneak away and be with his heavenly father. I think when he came back, he was so transformed, they said, I want that. Oftentimes he would come back from prayer and be able to make a decision. He'd come back from prayer, and that was the power in which he could heal. That was the power in which he could teach. And so the disciples would say, man, when you come back from prayer, you're not the same guy. We want that. Teach us that. So I think a lot of times what happens is the reason we get caught up in all these things is because we, we, we have some misconceptions of prayer. So I want to talk a little bit about what prayer is not, okay? And then we'll go through four principles of what prayer actually is. What prayer is not. Prayer is not a vending machine, okay? Let's call this a job, okay? And you go to God a great vending machine in the sky, and you say, you look through the thing, say, ooh, I'd like a job, D2, you know. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some works for God. I'm going to be a good person. Okay, D2. I got a job. Okay. What happens when it gets stuck in there? You ever have it get stuck? And you're like, God, hello, God, bam, get a little shoulder thing. Let's go. I paid. I paid. I did all, everything I was supposed to do. And you're like shaking it and rocking it and everything. God's not a vending machine. He's not a, uh, oops, I went the wrong way. He's not a fire extinguisher. God's not a fire extinguisher. Use in case of emergency. <laughs> Right? Prayer, prayer is not a fire extinguisher where it's like you're going along, you're going along, and all of a sudden something goes wrong, and you're like, oh, you're running around, and you got it, and you pull it out, and you're like, I, what, are, oh, I, what am I supposed to pull the pin? Like, what, what do I do? And you're like, shh. God's not a fire extinguisher. Like, I pulled this one out in my garage. It's really dusty. You know why? I never use it. <laughs> I'm only going to use it in case of a fire. God's uh, prayer isn't a 
It's in a fire extinguisher. It's not to be just used for emergencies. It's not a tug of war. (laughs) My will, your will. My will, your will. Like if you pull hard enough, God will go, okay, okay, okay. I'll let you get married. (laughs) You know? Like it's it's not a tug of war. It's not back and forth with God. Now, there are times, there are times when you can ask for something specific and it feels like a vending machine. God gives it to you and it's like, wow. There are times when you're in an emergency and you're praying very fervently because it's out of control and you need help and you need divine help. And there's times you wrestle with God over certain things. But that's not the definition of prayer. And then fourthly and most importantly, it's not a chore. It's not like, well, what do you have to do today? Well, uh, I got to get up, I got to pray, and then I got to mow the lawn, and then I have to sweep, right? If it feels like a chore, there's something wrong. If it feels like a vending machine, there's something wrong. That's not what prayer is supposed to be. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over four things about prayer, of what it is. And if you fall asleep during any part of this sermon, that's fine. Just not right now. (laughs) Because the first one, basically, we could all walk out. The other ones are bonus, okay? This first one is the absolute most important thing. And as you start your 40 days of prayer, you've got to get this down. Because it throws all these other things out the window. Yes, in case of emergency, pray. You want something? Ask God. You, you, you're upset about something and God thinks you don't think his will is that good? Tug of war. Go, go at it. You, sometimes it feels like you know, I don't really want to pray and it is a chore. Go Pray anyway. Here's the first thing. God loves for you to talk to him. And you could add about anything. God loves for you to talk to him about anything god loves for you to talk to him about anything prayer has become in the christian church this wacky thing with different words and different postures and different anything he is your heavenly father now for some of you i know you grew up without a dad Some of you grew up with a dad and you wish you didn't have a dad. I totally get that. Some dads were abusive. Some dads were distant. Some dads were absent. I get all that. But if you had to pick a dad, if you had to pick a loving father, the example of that is your heavenly father. And your heavenly father loves to talk to you about anything. You can go to God and you can talk to him about anything you ever been to the doctor and they start asking you questions and you're like oh heck no i'm not answering that question i don't even know who you are and your stethoscope's cold by the way (laughs) can't don't doesn't have a heater for one of them put it on your hand and rub it and get it warm like there's some things you won't even talk to your doctor about because it's too uncomfortable your heavenly father he'll talk to you about anything he loves to talk to you about anything and so as you approach him during these 40 days keep that in the back of your mind so um 
I just think about my own kids. And uh, I have this rule. We're empty nesters now. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, <laughs> we're empty nesters now, and we love our kids. And uh, I have this new rule that if they text me, I stop whatever I'm doing. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Now, the, my, I have only one other rule. Uh, is if I'm in a counseling appointment, I'm not going to stop the counseling appointment and say, hey, I'm really sorry you're going through this tragedy. I need to talk to my son about, you know, some, a movie, you know. Uh, I, I don't do that. So other than that, I, I want to hear from him. When, that, when I look down and I see it's my son or one of my daughters, I stop everything. I want to talk to them. I love talking to them, and I'll talk to them about anything. And as they've gotten older, anything has really become anything <laughs> like sometimes i'm like hey why don't don't you have a friend like can't <laughs> like isn't there something like a hotline or i don't know like why why are you talking to me about this your heavenly father's not that way anything you can go now, now some of you are like well anything like shouldn't it be something spiritual you are spiritual you, you, you might go on your 40-day first, first morning, hey, God, um, we haven't talked in a while, but I want to do this 40 days. I, I'm, I'm thinking about starting guitar. You're like, that doesn't sound very spiritual. Well, if your kid came up to you and said that, what would you do? You'd be like, oh, wow, what, how come? What's going on? He probably put that desire in you. you. He probably created you to be somebody who loves music or wants to better yourself or whatever. That comes from your heavenly father. All you're talking to him about is the masterpiece you are to him. You say, well, I don't have the right words. None of my kids ever had the right words, right? I mean, they come, they're babies. First of all, they're babies. Talk about groanings too deep for words. Good night. They come out, and I'm not a baby person. I don't, I don't, necessarily like babies i know that sounds terrible uh like so if, like if you're, i'm like oh my gosh she's so cute here you go you know i like I, I just i'm not a baby person but once they can walk man i'm down all the way till death okay it's just the baby part okay now here's the thing my babies oh all day oh yeah i'll hold them all day i'll change them i'll do anything it's just other babies right <laughs> I don't want to work through all that. I don't need to go through all that. My babies? Okay. And so as they were growing up, they'd say things wrong. They'd say things inappropriate. They'd say things. One time my son, oh. We're, so we, 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 we started with our kids on racial diversity from, from zero, okay, of just how important it is. And we're at our friend's house, and uh, um, one's black and one's white, but they're both Brazilian, Okay. And so uh, we're sitting there, and my son, who's seven years old, goes, how come you're African-American and you're white? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and you're married. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> of course, they're friends of ours, so they start laughing. And he goes, I'm not African-American. And he's like, yes, you are, because <laughs> he didn't know he's Brazilian, right? So he goes, they, they all say the wrong things, but I love my son. How much more does your heavenly father want to just have you come forward? You can barely even speak the language. And he's just like, I love to talk to you about anything. Your faults, your fears, your successes, 
anything, your needs, your wants, anything. Here's what it says in the Bible. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Fear him doesn't mean you're scared of him. It just means that you understand this opportunity to have this relationship with this amazing, amazing God. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we're dust. He remembers that we just came up out of nothing. He doesn't have any expectations for you that you're going to impress him. This confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He will listen. We have this rule in our house. It doesn't matter what the kids say. Do not react. Hey, Dad, the police are here. Oh, yeah? What's going on, buddy? Oh, well, it's a long story. You know, you're on the other line. Like, uh uh-huh, okay. And so who's actually started the fire? Oh, wow, your buddy Chip. Okay, great, okay. So what's next? I mean, are you actually in prison or what's the thing, right? And this is is what it says. He hears us. He's not going to respond to you like that is the, how dare you want that? You should be just satisfied with me. He hears us. Second thing. I hope you got the first one. God loves to talk to you about anything. He loves to hear from you. However you come to him, whatever position you are in, he hears you. He loves you. He wants to talk to you. God loves prayers that are sincere and simple. You can have a long flowery prayer. That's fine. He loves those too. But he also loves prayers that are sincere and simple. And now I'm just speaking to the person who is completely new to prayer and you go, uh, last time I prayed, all I said was, uh, I don't know if you exist, but I want to just try. God's like, oh, this is fantastic. You didn't have to have it all figured out. Sincere and simple. See, we have this idea, and and I'm just talking to long, more mature Christians, that we get into these ruts, we get into these sayings, we get into these things that we're supposed to say. And I'll give you an example, and don't be offended by it. If this is how you say grace, say grace like that for the rest of your life. Uh, But for me, as I've been going through my life and thinking about just the things I just say, that I just pray, I've been trying to like double back and go, where did that even come from? And so one of the things is, I used to, when I pray, I'd, I'd be sitting there and pray for grace, and I'd say, Lord, bless this food to my bo- our bodies. Bless this food to our bodies. Or to the nourishment of our bodies. Bless this food to the nourishment of my, our bodies. And one day, I was at lunch, and I was thinking, well, if God has done his job in designing us, which I believe he has, the food will actually nourish our bodies like that he's created us that and then the other the last straw was i was praying that lord bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies and that's what was in front of me and and we'll get to the different answers that god gives us for our prayers but the answer to this one is like are you serious like like, really? Like, you just get to do whatever you want, and I got to come behind and fix everything. I can't bless that to the nourishment of your body, okay? 
It's a two-way street. You're going to have to do some work on your end as well. How about a carrot every now and then, and then we can talk. <laughs> so I, I, started, uh, I started changing it. Um, but he loves prayers that are sincere and simple. And so if you go to God in just your vernacular, then you talk to him in your vernacular. If you say, dude, if you, you know, if, if you say, God, I'm just going to keep 100 right now, you can do that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care sincere, sincere, and simple. Louder is not better, louder is not stronger. Okay, it, it's, it's sincere and simple. Now there are times, there are times when we have to lament and we have to be on our knees and we have to pray and pray and pray and pray. Elisha had to do that. He he went out, he put his head between his legs. They said, pray for rain, pray for rain. He goes, he prays, he prays, he prays, he prays. Okay, go look and see if there's a cloud. He goes out, no cloud, goes back, prays and prays and prays and prays. Go see if there's a cloud. He goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And all of a sudden, there's a cloud about the size of a man's fist far away and it begins to come. There are times for that. But in your 40 days, you might not be called to that. He loves prayers that are simple. Here's what he says. This is Jesus. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. I guarantee you those prayers were not sincere and simple. It was flowery and they had all the language down and they were probably prayers that needed to be memorized and so you were very impressed that they actually memorized these prayers and got them all going they have received their reward in full great everybody thinks you're spiritual that is a horrible reward it's a terrible reward it's like every other reward in our culture for the short term, it feels fantastic. For the long term, not so much. He goes on, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to who? Your Father, your Heavenly Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. What is he going to reward you with? A marriage, a job, something cool, something you've always wanted, a house, kids, a pet. No, his presence. He's going to reward you with his presence, and there is no greater reward than the presence of God. That's what he does. Then he goes on, he says, And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you, what? Need. Not want, need. Before you even ask him. Well, then why do I need to ask him? Because your heavenly Father loves to talk to you about anything. He loves to have that conversation. Hebrews 10.21 says this, Since we have a great priest over the house of God, this is Jesus, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, one that's able to just open up. God, I'm angry that you didn't heal. I'm upset. I'm confused. He's not upset with those things. He says, okay, let's talk about it. And with full assurance that faith brings. God loves 
He loves a simple and sincere heart. God shows his love and grace by answering prayer. God loves to answer your prayers. You're like, John, I've prayed a lot of things. He's only answered just a few of them. No, he's answered all of them. <laughs> just maybe not in the way you think. God loves the dialogue. God loves to answer prayers. Just like you do with your own kids or any kids, if you're a teacher or if you've ever been around kids. A kid says, it's, you know, wakes up at 6 a.m., time for ice cream, right? It's like, it is not time for ice cream. It, it, it's, it's 6 a.m. The answer is no. So God might say no. He might say yes. He might say wait. Yes, you can have ice cream, but we're going to wait a while. You're not, now's not a good time for you at all for ice cream. On Friday, we'll go out, we'll play miniature golf, we'll get ice cream. There's a time for that. When your homework's all done, all that. We, we've all been this way. God's the same way. Uh, a marriage for you right now, not a good idea for the person you're marrying. We're going to let you get fixed and let them get fixed and we'll wait a bit and then we'll see what happens. God loves answering your prayers and he answers every single one of them. This happens with our kids. And so the, the idea is that we come with what we're going to say and as we mature, what ends up happening is in the middle of our prayer, we go, oh, yeah, that's not going <laughs> to, like, as you mature. So this is how it works for my, my kids. They got to a point as they got older, hey, hey, dad, 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 can I have a BB, uh, forget it. You know, like, like they know there's no way you're getting a BB gun. It's just not, it's not going to happen. And so, or, or this way, this is how it worked with the Lord with me. I'm like, Lord, just two million bucks. That's this is it, just two million. I'm going to tithe off of it. You get 200,000, right? Damn, damn Done. <laughs> done. I won't even bat an eye. 200 grand, right, to the church. I don't, you tell me where it goes. I got to pay taxes. Okay, that's, a, that's half of it. But, uh, okay, so now I'm left with, you know, 800 grand. Okay, good, pay off the house. That's, that's, that's all I want. That's all I want. And the Lord asks, well, then, then what? Well, then I'd feel safe. Ah, I said it out loud. Oh. And it's like, yeah. Well, you can kind of see why now's not the time for you to have $2 million. I'm like, No. But after we play miniature golf, you can give me two, uh, two, uh, two million dollars. Uh, this is the idea. He shows this grace. God shows his grace by answering prayer. Let me show you what it says in Jeremiah 33, 3. He says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. See, the idea isn't to, under, to get the answer from God. It's to understand his heart is to understand, oh, maybe that's not the best. Maybe you say no because you love me. Now it's beginning to make sense. I didn't understand that. But you, you, you will tell me these great and unsearchable things I didn't know at first. But because we've had this conversation, because I've come to you daily, because we've had this relationship and I've begun to understand your heart, these are great and unsearchable things. Here's what Matthew 7, uh, 11 says. If you then who are evil, <laughs> thanks Jesus, uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? What's good to us might not be good to God. And then this is the last one. You do not have because you do not ask God. And you say, well, I, 
I, I do ask God, but let's go back to my $2 million thing. Um, uh, it's when I ask that I get clarity. When I say, God, I want $2 million, why? It will make me feel safe. Well, why don't we work on you feeling safe in me? See, because I've asked God, now I have the safety I was looking for in the $2 million. Does that make sense? You got, you're like, you're the most materialistic pastor I've ever met. <laughs> I doubt it. Okay. Um, <laughs> lastly, God longs to be close to you. This is the ultimate thing. This is why, you know, when we talk about being saved or, or following Jesus, as the closer we follow Jesus, the closer we are to God. That one's going to come back to me. Uh, okay. God longs to be close to you. He longs to have this type of relationship with you. He's not, a, will that come with discipline? At times, yes, it will. It says that the Lord disciplines those he loves. For what son is without discipline? His father, whose father loves him, like, or daughter. It, it comes with that. But this is the relationship your heavenly father wants to have with you. God longs to be close to you. Here's what it says. Therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. And you say, why is he waiting to have compassion on me? Doesn't he have compassion on me? Yes, he does, but he's waiting for you to come to him, to draw near to him so that he can show you that compassion. And part of this 40 days of prayer is the beginning of stretching our prayer muscles to understand what it's like to go every day, every morning, every evening to our Heavenly Father. He says this about service and about doing the right Christian things and all that. He says, for I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I, the acknowledgement of God and not burnt offerings. I, I, I just want to know you. I want you to know me. Philippians says that I may know him and the, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. John 15, 15 says this, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, Jesus is saying this, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. I want you to have the same relationship with my Heavenly Father as I have. I want you to have the same thing I have. James 4, 8 says it this way, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. In the next 40 days, my prayer as a church is that we would draw near to God. I just want to sum up just a few, few things. Uh, God loves for you to talk to him about anything. God loves prayers that are sincere and simple. God shows his love and grace by answering prayer, and God longs to be close to you. As the worship band comes up, I just want to make a couple, uh, a couple things. Um, so we, we have these books. I bought a bunch of them, and we sold out. Then I bought some more, and we sold out. And I bought some more, and we sold out. So I have 35 more coming on Monday. If any of you just don't have the money for the book, take the book. If, 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 if money ever gets in the way from you not being part of this community, then we're doing something radically wrong. Lisa and I grew up, we had people bringing us groceries and our, both our families 
We're poor. So we've had handouts upon handouts upon handouts. I know what it feels like to be like, I, don't, I can't afford it. We don't care. So, so if, if you, uh, we just have a few left. So if you can purchase them, purchase them. If not, that's fine. But we printed up the first chapter. So if, if, you're, if we run out of books and you're like, oh man, you can still go through that chapter. We printed it up. You can just take that and then get a book uh, next week. And that, that's, our, that's our prayer. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about going on this journey with you. Like I said, I've, I've already been on it. It's amazing. It gets better every day. And, um, and so we are just, uh, I, I just pray that God would do an amazing, amazing work in you and in our church. Let me pray for us. We're going to end with a song. And during that time, you can fill out your connection cards. And if you want to join a small group, we'll try to find room for you. Just put it on the back in the day that you're available. Um, if not, if you just can't do a small group, you can still go through it on your own, okay? Um, you'll see some videos in there that they ask you to watch. Go on our website, go to Grow and Resources. You can watch the videos there instead of in your small group. Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you for this uh, opportunity to hear from you, to be close to you, to um, share our lives with you, to talk to you about anything to pray sincere and simple prayers, to get to know you. So Lord, I just pray a blessing and anointing upon the beginning of this series uh, that you would be um, glorified and honored and that we would be strengthened. In Jesus' name, amen.